my brother evicted me from my own house citing medieval property laws? Ye must evade this house this instant. The crown doth protest this eviction. My brother moved in with me at the start of lockdown because he was living in hotels for some reason. I recently found out it was because he owes 260,000 pounds in debt to a multitude of small businesses for various reasons. What kind of small businesses are these? Uh, prostitution. <laughs> Ladies of the night. Ladies of the night, drug lords, and, uh, and and casinos. You know, the backbone of our economy. A lot of these cases have gone to high court, and he's being actively pursued by bailiffs. Okay, not, so not the, the best land. guy. Yeah, He's on the run. He's on the run. When he moved in, he was relatively normal, but vague about why he was living in hotels. Then, as lockdown went on, he started to get more and more obsessed with these free men on the land common law types which has led to some major disputes, like saying he doesn't have to wear a mask because he's not subject to the crown and the Cornwellian Lord Protectorship and trying to annex land from the fields behind our house because apparently you can claim land by throwing a hatchet at four corners. So he threw a hatchet at four corners in my backyard and said, I claim this land my own. This is why we're lucky living in the U.S. because we don't have these crazy laws, Medieval laws. From, from hundreds of years ago. I that, mean, are they still active? Apparently. I well, recently the bailiffs somehow caught up with him and they were pretty nice lads they explained everything to me but after he said he wouldn't pay even if he had all the money in cash they took his car <laughs> ever since this my brother has been furious with me so we started avoiding each other around the house this weekend i went away for a mini break on the coast and came back to find all the locks had been changed and the windows were boarded up what garden furniture nowhere to be seen I rang my brother, who basically explained, as the house was unclaimed, he made a de facto eviction of me from the house, making him sole owner. And if I attempted to make entry, he'd have every right to keep me under the provisions that an Englishman's home is a castle. You basically can show up in somebody's house one day and say, go, go on vacation, house sit for them, and then steal their property because it's your throne. Let's go That's to England. Let's go to England and find a nice little chateau. That's the law. Yeah. So what do you do in this case if your brother is literally trying to kill you if you enter your own house? Uh, call the police. Feels like an easy, easy first step. All right. We'll see what happens. What would you do, guys? Just put it in the comments below. I'm staying with my parents, which isn't ideal as they should be shielding, I guess, like COVID wise. And I went on the mini break. But when I contacted the police, I was told as a tenant, he has every right to change the locks which is confusing. Any help is much appreciated. Okay, there is an update. Okay. So I'm back in the house and otherwise everything's still here. I spent the whole day making sure and nothing's been trashed, but there's a ton of Domino's boxes in the kitchen. Apparently he'd contacted the bank trying to access my accounts and spunked any money he had left on pizzas in celebration. So he's now both homeless and has no money. And pizza. I stole a priceless family heirloom from my cheating dead grandpa. And now it's causing my entire family to implode. Basically, it came out some years ago that my grandfather cheated on my grandmother and had a baby. It was a long time ago. And the baby is like 20-ish, I guess. I don't know, because no one in the family wants to talk about it or meet him or anything. My two aunts, who sort of run everything, say that he's not really part of our family. His mom is a whore and that my grandmother died of a broken heart from finding out so basically he killed their mother but i know that in the last couple of years my grandfather was secretly emailing my bastard uncle 
and sometimes meeting him. He only told me because he needed someone to make an email account for him. Plus, I could drive him there. I feel pretty bad about lying, but also it's not my uncle's fault that grandpa cheated and it's kind of shitty to be mean to him for it. Exactly. This kid didn't choose to be born. Anyway, when grandpa got sick, my aunt wouldn't let my bastard uncle see him and he died without seeing his son one last time. Yeah, I I would feel pretty pretty shitty about that because again, the one that has to live with this is the kid. Yeah, that's sad. My mother and the other uncle tried to fight it, but one of my aunts has the power of attorney and she decided everything and the other aunt supported her. These aunts sound like a It's like Cinderella, like Cinderella and the evil aunts. Yeah, Cinderella and the evil aunts. Step 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 on. Step on. No. There was a thing. I won't say what it is because if my family reads it, they'll know it's me. But it's antique and has been in our family for a long time. I think it's Cleopatra's wooden and bone dildos. And there's still remnants of the... Right, because Cleopatra bathed in... My grandfather wanted to give it to my youngest uncle, the one not from my grandmother, to say that he is part of the family and to make him feel better, which is actually is like so nice. The least he could have is Cleopatra's dildo. Yeah. But my aunts wanted it to stay in the family and he's not family. Also, no one was allowed in my grandfather's house while he was sick because they were sure we would steal his stuff for ourselves. This is a dysfunctional family. Yeah, they sound really unhealthy and definitely not like what's yours is mine, what's mine is yours. No, no, it's what's mine is mine. I'm going to take it from you. But I know how to get into his house from the back window. So one day, I cut class, climbed in, and took it and hid it in my room. Right after he died, both of my aunts went to his house to set up things in order, which I think means divide up his stuff. When they found the item was missing, they got pretty upset and blamed my mom and my uncle and my other uncle. But only they had the keys and everyone else was at work except my older uncle who was with my grandfather at the hospital. So basically they're like, who done it? They don't know who done it. Get Sherlock on the case. Discombobulate. So then they started blaming each other as well and it became a huge fight. They got lawyers and my aunt with the power of attorney tried to take all my grandfather's money and cut everyone else out. So they're basically like, now it's like imploding because it's like, oh, you stole it? Well, I'm going to steal my sh-. It's like It's like a cascading, like cascading penis. Meanwhile, it's just this dumb kid that's stuck through the window. Look, I'm going to steal this sh-, I guess. My mom didn't want the money, but my older uncle got angry with my aunts and said we should fight for the money just so they don't win and then donate it if she doesn't want it what would you do in this situation would you like give back the crown or i know well, that's I don't know the I thing crown, for but. the for the kid you give the dildo back so now there are angry emails and lawyers and no one talks to anyone but my mother and my older uncle my mother is so unhappy and stressed that she's starting to get sick i still have the stolen thing and want to send it to my younger uncle but maybe if i put it back in a hidden corner of my house for my aunts to find the fighting will stop and my mother can feel better so should op return the heirloom or give it to the granddaddy's bastard son is OP the a-hole? I want to know in the comments what you guys think, but Ariana, what do you think? I actually think that's hilarious. Just like hide it in the house somewhere. <laughs> you were chaotic. <laughs> All of these stories, you're like, actually, this is funny. What, what I would do, do this. I'm I'm just thinking from his perspective, like how do I avoid the wrath of my family? Yeah, because if they find out it's him, he's f***ed. His mother's gotten sick from this. The whole family is not talking to one another. Like I actually think the way to resolve all the family tension is to hide it in the house. Like, oh my God, we misplaced it. Guys, we've been so silly this whole time. But how about the bastard uncle? Yeah, but is the dildo really going to get him anywhere? Like, tell him, listen, granddaddy wanted you to have this, but it's the thought that counts. Yeah, I guess I think the the compromise is telling him that, hey, like, he wanted you to have this, but my family's being crazy. 
Exactly. And then he knows that he was accepted by his dad. Well, if you want to be accepted by your daddy, make sure to comment so I can see it in the comments below and your daddy will maybe give it a heart or something. Ooh. Ooh, baby. Daddy. My mom and my husband are a little too close. Now my mom's pregnant and I don't think my dad is the father. You are not... The answer? Get pregnant with your dad's baby. Yes! Why, why are you adding this chaos into the world? Also, this little bundle of chaos is my girlfriend, Ariana. She's subbing in for John this week. Please be nice to her. She's a little bundle of sunshine in my life. All right. My 40 female parents, dad, 63 male, and mom, 60 female, have been married for 43 years, which means that- Mom was 17 when she got married. Why don't you have a seat right over there? Okay. I have been with my husband, 39 male, since we were 15. I got pregnant at 17, and then we moved in with my parents. I gave birth to my now 22-year-old daughter. We got married at 18 shortly after. I thought I had a good marriage. We were intimate more than twice a week. We went on date nights. We bought each other gifts. We didn't fight. My entire world was shattered on New Year's Eve. When I returned early from a girl's trip I had taken with some friends, I walked into my bedroom to find my mom having sex with my husband. That is a picture you can't erase. No, she's scarred for life. Yeah. My mother screamed at me to get out of their bedroom, which really shook me up even more. Get the the mom have, like dementia and not realize what's going on. What would you do in that situation? I go to therapy. I don't know. <laughs> Better help. <laughs> Unfortunately, my oldest daughter was already home in her bedroom across the house getting ready for a party. She ran out and witnessed my all but a bed sheet naked mother running out our house next door to her house and slammed the door. No. My daughter was devastated and went to my sister's house. I asked her not to say anything until I first talked to my husband. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I asked him for the truth. You can't handle the truth. He told me that my mom seduced him when we were 18 and living in their house. This what? has been going on for like 22 How years. How do you know that any of the children that your mother is birthed are your... Well, I guess that's where we're going. I didn't even realize that. Like that oh my many God. years. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. They had been having unprotected sex at least once a month for longer than we were married. How did nobody know? Nobody knew. I immediately called my dad and told him to come to my house without my mom. I made my husband confess and my dad was devastated. This is how you blow up a family. Breaking in this old man's heart. I feel... Oh, my heart I don't know. Do you tell him? I guess you got to tell him. The, their whole marriage is a sham, too. Ugh. Mommy's boy. That's he what I'll call mom. him. He and my mom were high school sweethearts, too. Needless to say, we could hear my mother screaming from her house when he confronted her. Why is she screaming? She's in the wrong. I then told my older sister, and she and I decided to have her throw a party for the whole extended family. And we invited my ex's family as well. Okay, so I guess this is a little later. At the party, I had my 22 female daughter take all the kids to our basement and put on a movie, leaving only the adult children and siblings. And I told them exactly what they'd been doing. Most of the family is on my side, except my three youngest siblings. Mom was happy. Let her fuck who she wants to. <laughs> they all say I'm the a-hole for dropping this publicly because word got out and my mom's best friend, who is on leadership at my mom's church, my childhood church, called me to verify. My mom has since been let go as the children's pastor there. Crawl and she claims I've essentially ruined her reputation and life. No, 
I mean, she ruined her own reputation exactly. by fucking OP's husband. For 18 years. For 18 years. Like, I understand. Maybe you fuck OP's husband once, yeah. twice. Really? really? Three times. Yeah. But consistently for 18 years. Terrible. Like, How do you just not have, like, the, the guilt just eating the guilt at you? guilt makes it hotter. Steamy. Ooh, baby. My dad kicked her out, and she's now living with my 38 female sister. And lastly, my dad insisted on a DNA test for the youngest three boys before he'd consider anything to do with their marriage. The twins are my husband's biological children. I've since kicked him out, and he's living with his parents. The twins are the husband's biological children. The mom literally had her husband's kids. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. So the two 20 male twins are the moms and her husbands. Oh my God. My father and I are discussing me moving into his much larger house and him selling my grandfather's house and him giving me the money to buy a new house somewhere else to get rid of the memories. My husband is appalled and furious that I prove he actually is about to have seven kids instead of five, that I'm going to be taking half of his business away from him. My husband started his own HVAC company a few years ago. And for the first five years, I helped him get it set up, ran the office completely and took time away from my teaching career to help him get this established. In my state, all marital assets, including businesses, are split 50-50. Since the house was still in my father's name, my husband will get no money from the sale, neither will my mother, since inherited assets are not subject to be split in divorces. My mother is also likely to not get any alimony as our state is not a no-fault divorce state. Do we think that they were in love? Who the f*** cares? <laughs> what? Like, so what if they are? Well, I'm wondering what the happy ever after looks like for the two of them. Do they move in together? I think, yes, they move in together but now the spark's gone because it's not like all it's like not sexy and, and smutty it's just like okay now we're just like an old woman and a young man together with seven kids in a house yeah not as sexy anymore Tough. i'm now over a month removed still extremely bitter and angry at my mother especially at her hypocrisy for calling me a whore and shaming my family when she's done much worse i also despise my ex with everything within me now as he was both fucking my mom and me in some instances coming to our bed minutes later he got my mother pregnant less than a week after getting me pregnant and while I thought it was so cute and fun that I shared a pregnancy experience with my mom, she was carrying my children's half-siblings. He has broken all trust I had in men in being faithful. I have already procured a good lawyer from the firm that helped us in financial matters for both me and my dad, and my dad is helping pay for it. Also, to add insult to injury, my husband confirmed in one of our mediated conversations the affair started when I apparently made him angry. He didn't tell me and instead vented to my mom when they were alone. She comforted him and then they had sex. He loved it and then pursued her after that. He said he would have divorced me, but knew he'd get cut off from her and she was so much better at sex than me so stuck it out with me. He told me I was a placeholder. Of all the betrayals and low blows, that's the statement that keeps me up at night. Yeah, you're just it's trauma for the rest of your life. Just, I don't know how you recover from that. Yeah, I don't think you do. And you've got all these little babies that are like reminders of him. Yeah, I don't know if they're, con if they're like consoling they're con or... I think it's... I, think it's, I mean... I think it's it's just like a, a mixed role of emotions. It's like, yes, like that's your baby that you love, but it's like it's associated with this with this person, person you know, who is so horrible. Yeah, that's generations of therapy that are going to need to be had. But if you were OP, what would you do? Is OP the a-hole for like letting this out in the open? Please put it in the comments below. But what do you think? No, the fact that her siblings are even coming after her for that makes makes Zero them sense. the asshole. 
Zero cents. My wife admitted to baby trapping me with three kids, but I don't care. I'm still leaving. So my wife, 32 female, and I, 34 male, have been together for eight years. We have a little girl, five female, and a baby boy, two male. I love both of them more than anything. And I finally feel like I have it all. A beautiful wife, two healthy kids, a great career, and a big house. The token American dream. When we talked about kids before, my wife always said she wanted two. I only wanted one. It would be easier and we'd have more money for vacations and stuff, but my wife maintained it's important for a child to have a sibling. That feels fair. And he loves both of them. Yeah. You would think he would come around. Oh, I've got these two darling little doll face thinky butts. Doll face thinky butts. I grew up with four and my wife with none. So I guess I understand where she's coming from. After our son and getting through the baby years and sleepless nights for the second time, I did not want to go through it all again. No more children. Both kids were fussy and co-licky. I don't know what that means. But when he was a year old, my wife casually began mentioning, what if we got a third kid? We just went to the store and got another Let's one. Let's get another kid. Shop around. See what we like. I would laugh it off. But finally, she sat me down and said, we have to have a third child. I said, no. I, what would be a reason? To have a third one because she loves, she finds purpose in motherhood. It brings her the most joy she's ever experienced. And would he dare deprive her of that gift? <laughs> Crazy girlfriend alert. We agreed on two, but she said she wanted four and three was the compromise. I refused and said I wanted to have one, but we had two. She got angry and called me selfish for taking away her dream of wanting a big family. This is what I'm talking about. A couple days later, she apologized and we had sex. Man didn't realize that maybe he should put a bag on it this time. I noticed her drive increased exponentially, but so did mine. And I was happy to engage with her. She was on birth control. I had a condom. I thought we were all good. Double duty over here. Thinking back on it, I probably should have figured out that something was up. I came home from work one day while the kids were at their grandparents and my wife showed me a positive pregnancy test, literally dancing with joy. What do you think the wife did? Poked a hole and went off of her birth control. You just came to that answer way too quick and it's really making me what nervous. Else? What else could it have been? That's what? why pulling out is the only method, boys. It's the only safe way. Only safe way. <laughs> when we're condoning pull-out sex is the <laughs> safest sex. My first thought was, oh, f My wife noticed my less than happy expression on my face and started screaming at me. She berated me for not being supportive and that this was a miracle from God. And I should be grateful. I said I was sorry and hugged her and said I was super excited for the baby. Lying, just straight up lying, but gaslighting. Listen, bro. happy wife, happy life. That's what they say. My wife was delighted, and later that night, she was calling all family and friends to happily tell them the news. When she was talking about the nursery and how we'll convert my office into a room, I started getting a little suspicious. Everything was so well thought out. And it seemed like she'd been planning it all this time. Suspicious. When she was asleep, I took the condoms out of the cupboard and ran them underwater. Holes. Holes. That's not cool. I nabbed her phone and saw she'd set a password on it, which was odd. Nevertheless, my wife has a terrible memory. So I tried her birthday and it opened. Further up were texts with her best friend of my wife complaining how I wouldn't come around. Her best friend suggested that I arrange an accident. My wife agreed and said it was great to arrange an accident and that she was going to come off birth control. It went on for a little while, ending with my wife saying yes, 
we were going to have a third. So I woke her up immediately and asked her if this had really been a miracle baby. She got the deer in the headlights look and burst into tears. She wailed and then got angry. Through tears, she screamed, I had no right to go through her phone. And it's her choice whether or not she wants to take birth control. The side effects are bad and she was sick. She also brought up, if I really didn't want a third kid, I would have had a vasectomy. This is crazy. You just, you're supposed to have these conversations together. If birth control is making you sick, talk to your partner about it. Then you go off of it then he would probably choose to get a vasectomy. I mean, it's absolutely like she's gaslighting him to the back. She's like, oh, for sure. The gas. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you look through my phone after I poked holes in the Your condoms. She told me to go sleep on the couch. I laughed out loud and said, no, I'm sleeping here. You're leaving. So while wailing, she packed a bag and left to her parents. When she called the next day, I told her I need some time to myself. She said, that's fine, but I need to come around for our child. I told her I wasn't sure if it'd be our child, and she cried more. It's been two weeks since then. Government recommended to stay home, and I knew staying home by myself while also working with the two kids would not be ideal, and she wanted to see the kids. So we're in the same house. She constantly keeps on stopping me and trying to get me excited for her kid and planning the nursery names and whatever. I've been ignoring her entirely. What do I do? Staying home with her is bad enough, and I don't know if I should leave her over this. I don't trust her anymore. She betrayed it. I'm angry, but I have another child on the way. Is this a big enough breach of trust to end the relationship? I don't think that you will necessarily have a happy relationship unless you're both willing to put in the work. Maybe you decide, you both decide, okay, this actually, you know, given the children, it matters so much to me. Hey, we realized we both weren't communicating well with one another. But she has to admit that. Yeah, they both have to decide that. But maybe she would. Who knows? It, like, I think he is well within his rights to get a divorce. Like, in terms Definitely of- not. the. But there is an update. Ooh, tell me more. So the wife is still at home. I'm going out of my mind. Kids don't understand what's happening and keep asking why I won't talk to mommy. It's been close to a month since then. And I've been following the advice I saw. I lied and said I was going for a drive. She tried to come along, but it's a two person limit per car. And she needs to look after the kids. I called my dad's best friend. She's a lawyer and told her everything. I screenshotted the text and sent them to myself. And at nighttime, I asked her to talk and press my phone and record and asked her why she did it. And she went on about completing our family and how we needed a third kid. And she knows I'll love them more than anything when they're born. She apologized profusely as well. And she told me she knew she hadn't gone about it the right way and she should have accepted it. And I'm within my rights to do what I want, but please stay for the kid. And now that it's on the way, we can take it positively. Anyway, that brings us to today. It sounds like she just wants to brush the whole thing under the rug. Like, but you're going to love it so much. I'm back on civil terms with my wife. And I've started acting like everything's okay between us. She's happy. The kids are happy and excited for their new sibling. Everything's going great, except for the divorce that I've planned behind her back. No. I've got the evidence. I've got the lawyer and I'm preparing to present her the papers. I talked to the lawyer about how it's going to go because of quarantine and what technology is being used. Online documents and video conferencing, this thing called ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution. So that's pretty much it. I've got all my ducks in a row and my wife doesn't know a thing. You feel bad for the little kids. Kind of feel bad for the kids. I feel bad for the kids. Yeah. Because like they're excited for their like exactly. new sibling. They, they're, they're happy mommy and daddy are talking again. It does suck, but it's like, but just remember, it's not him that broke up the family. Like she. 
will she the lied. kids understand that? Like, I don't know point? if they will. I don't. I. I mean, I don't know if they will. And I. I honestly like. How do you explain the whole situation to them? Like, yeah, there's these things called condoms. You can poke holes in them. And there's this thing called birth control. And, like bees and the birds talk happening very early in this. Family. Yeah, dude, it's uh, it's definitely a complicated one. But let us know. Is OP the a-hole? What do you think? Put it in the comments below. And Ariana, is he the a-hole for leaving? No. No, not at all. My boyfriend's cousin stole his credit card and robbed him blind, but now I'm not sure that's true. I feel like, have you ever seen that Mr. Beast video where Mr. Beast gives them the credit card and they get to like spend it on like Gucci and Louis Vuitton? Right. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe this story is actually about Mr. Beast and it was totally fine and not a big deal at all. Backstory. I, 27 female, and my boyfriend, 34 male, have been together for five years and have worked really hard to save for a house. Nice. Two weeks ago, we fell in love with the house and we put down an initial deposit on the property. The house won't be built, though, until the end of 2022. Can't build up without a strong foundation. That's hey, what that's they always true. say. That's true. You know, they say, don't build a house on sand. That's right. And this sounds like dirt. This so is solid this dirt. Is solid here. dirt. We've been in talks with the mortgage broker and the builders and finance people, etc. But last week, we received some shocking news when my boyfriend's credit card score came back as trashed. What are we talking? Are we talking like, you know, a 750 to like a 650? I think we're talking in, in the gutter. What is in the gutter for a credit score? The gutter is, I mean, probably, I don't think we ever know, but 400 or below. Ooh. I mean, that's bad, right? Ooh. That's terrible. But there is some activity on the credit card statement that was 100% not his and a credit card that had gone into default in the last six months. This credit card was originally my boyfriend's, but he swears he closed the account and canceled the card mid-2019. Oh, Long story short, we have discovered that a family member that was living with him a few years ago got a hold of the card at some point and has been using the card on and off since 2019. No way. That Wait, is but isn't bad. there a point where like you can't withdraw any more money? There's a point, like a credit card limit. Yeah. But you will probably hit a limit. They defaulted on payments in early 2020, but paid this off, but then defaulted again in December of last year. Wait, wait, they paid it off? They paid it off, but then ran it up again and then defaulted it. He then defaulted again in December of last year, and the account was still in default and owed over $5,000 in charges and late fees. These charges were for shopping, news agents, Agency, takeaway food, pubs, gambling, etc. My boyfriend had zero knowledge of this and hasn't had access to the account after he closed it and hasn't been receiving statements or notices from the bank. Family member has diverted all of the notices to their address. Now we are unable to apply for a bank loan for the house as they won't lend my boyfriend because of his credit. And that's where it really that cousin you. totally screwed yeah. them over because the cousin is maybe like trashing his credit and his credit is fine and he can go do whatever he wants once, you know. So now we have two options. Number one, proceed with fraud investigations and charges to the family member, allowing us to prove this is of no fault of my boyfriend's and successfully securing the loan. Or number two, boyfriend pays the debt and we wait at least two years from the debt payoff date for his credit to regain after the loss. Two years. Two years. So Opie says option number two would set them back at least three years for starting a family and their lives as homeowners. That's insane. This 
will also not allow my boyfriend to secure a bank loan to start up his own business, which he's been dreaming of starting for a few years. And this was the year he had planned on doing it. This has devastated us and put a major delay in our plans. My boyfriend doesn't like conflict, and so he is going with option two. He isn't even planning on mentioning anything to this family member. He wants it to all go away and thinks the family member is going through a rough time that bro i mean like i understand not wanting to maybe like you know put your cousin in prison yeah but, like because they're just gonna steal more of your shit literally literally i want my boyfriend to proceed with the fraud charges and investigation he has worked too hard to not have our dream house and him start his own business so am i the a-hole for pushing my opinion on my boyfriend not the a-hole for pushing your opinion on your boyfriend i think i mean like you, you can like give it whatever advice you want to your boyfriend but ultimately yeah. it is the boyfriend's decision but I mean, I would at least say, like, you know, talk to <laughs> at the least cousin. Try. Jesus. Like, God. Man is so non confrontational <laughs> that someone can tank his credit score, steal three years of his life, and he's still like, oh. He's going through a rough patch. But the thing is, like, it's not a rough patch. Man has been stealing for like over a yes. year. Yeah, three a three-year three rough years. patch. Like, yeah, yeah, come on, come I on. I don't know, bro. But Sam. What, John? <laughs> There's an update. Want to begin by thanking everyone for their advice. There were some really constructive strategies and words of advice. Okay. I spoke with my boyfriend about my concerns, and I was honest with him that it seems like things he were telling me didn't all make sense. Okay. So that's why he's not wanting to con. Oh. Yeah. yeah. He was adamant that he didn't know anything about the credit card or the apparent inquiries on his credit account about payday loans. My boyfriend is still refusing to open any fraud investigations against his family member. And he said that he will pay off all the debt himself. That's suspicious. But some other things did come out during our conversation that he was hiding from me. Lying has been a big issue during our entire relationship. In the past, I forgiven him for his lies, but I can't keep forgiving him for the same issue every few months when he promises to change, but we're in the exact same spot every few months. And I'm not talking little lies here. I'm talking big lies and even bigger lies to cover him up. I know I'm stupid for giving him the benefit of the doubt. Yes. Yes. So in saying this, my boyfriend is now my ex-boyfriend. Oh, thank you for listening to the signs, my darling. Over. When I spoke with my boyfriend about my concerns above, he ended things by picking up his bag and driving away. Oh, so he had broke up with you. Yikes. That was the last time I've seen him in person. This is how this man dealt with issues in our relationship for five years. We haven't spoke much since, but I have definitely resigned to the fact that my relationship is over. I think he's expecting me to forgive him like all the previous times, but I've packed up stuff and I'm going to give it back to him after our city comes out of lockdown. There is a good ending to this story though. Okay. I spoke with my mortgage broker and the housing developers. I can't afford the original townhouse I fell in love with, but a similar townhouse that I also loved came available and I was approved for it. I paid my deposit three days before my birthday last month. I have just bought myself a house. Yo, that's awesome. Okay. Ditch the f***ing terrible ex-boyfriend boyfriend yeah. and buy yourself a house. Ladies. Hey. You can do it all by yourself. We love a queen glowing up. Yeah, we love an empowered queen. Yeah, we do. My CEO found out he's my dad's affair baby and tried to fire me, but I've got a big surprise up my sleeve. A surprise bigger than our daddy's sausage. My dad gave the whole family DNA ancestry kits for the holidays, and it turns out the CEO of the company I work for is my half-brother. Dad's not the kind of guy to gift everyone.
everyone DNA kits as a way of telling us he had a secret love child. Oh. <laughs> so I don't think he knew he had another kid. We're all grown-ups and know where babies come from and that things aren't always what we expect. So I have a feeling this is a shock to everyone. <laughs> so the CEO's company bio says he's a proud Texan born and raised. Everything's big in Texas. Including my daddy's beat. Dad was stationed in Texas 10 years before he met and married my mother. The timeline all fits, and so do the genes, I guess. None of my siblings have initiated contact, and neither has my dad. I've met the CEO a few times, but he works out of the corporate headquarters across the country from a smaller division where I work. About a week after I got my results, an email went out from the head of HR stating that all staff had to take a refresher training on nepotism. The training also included a clause that said something along the lines of, staff are not entitled to privileges, personal or professional, if familial relation by genes or marriage to executive or management staff is known or unknown or discovered during employments. Talking to me? This feels like aimed at OP almost, right? Yes. Other than being clunky verbiage, I felt like it was aimed at me. Okay, so OP agrees. Yep. <laughs> I found out no other branch had to retake the nepotism training and the the email only came to our office. Huh? You sussy baka. This is literally like, instead of sending OP a direct message, it's like a direct message with like the mustache and fake glasses. Yeah. Like that's, that's, that's the level of competence they have. Just because you might know I'm family doesn't mean you're going to get any special treatment. Secret affair, baby half-brothers. Don't get special treatment. My manager later pulled me in personally to ask if I had any questions about the policy. Hmm. <laughs> she was vague and uncomfortable, and I said I wanted to know why nobody else was brought on to the one-on-one -on -one to talk about the policy and why no other branch had to do the training. Why not, you stupid bastard? OP sees through the mustache. <laughs> she just kind of ignored the question why? and said she was just following instructions. So now I definitely think it was aimed at me. I was happy to drop the whole thing. I'm sure he feels uncomfortable as I do about this, but to weaponize HR and make my coworkers waste the whole day on mandatory training just to put a boundary up seems like he messed up. A simple personal email saying, hey, I saw this. I don't know what to make of it. Please give me space and don't bring it to work would have sufficed. <laughs> but instead, he has to orchestrate everyone going to a meeting. Even ignoring it would have been fine by me, too, since I wasn't sure I wanted to be the one to initiate a conversation about this without having talked to my dad first. Right. Dad has gotten his results back, obviously, and he's avoiding the conversation. This is the big elephant in the room, and it makes it hard that I work with this guy. What bothers me the most is the weaponizing of HR and the intent to make sure I know not to ask for perks. I've been at the company for five years and have a great reputation. What do I do? Don, there's more to this story. Yeah. It gets even crazier. But what do you think of the CEO's response? I think the CEO is a madman. What would you do if you were OP? Bro, I would I would take him for everything he's got. I'd be like, you're my brother. Give it to me. <laughs> so there's an update. He 100% tried to fire me. Oh, my God. So just after my question was posted, my boss, Katie, met with me. And she told me that she was aware of the situation and didn't agree how the CEO and HR had been handling it in regard to a nepotism training. Nice. I told her my plan was forget about it. Things were quiet for a week until a major project I was working on was mysteriously delivered.
on the company drive. It was a coincidence that I had it backed up on a USB. Katie was suspicious about my project getting deleted and told me to save everything to an external drive and my hardware. And sure enough, the project got deleted again. What is happening? After that, anything I put on our work servers was getting deleted within hours, as oh well as God. any correspondence with clients or team members. It's so obvious. This is again like the mustache yeah, coming yeah. here, like delete, delete. delete. Oh, who did that? <laughs> Not the CEO. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I started sending all my work communication and attachments to Katie and duplicating them on a USB that Katie kept locked in her office. It was like a James Bond movie. So after a mid-month project meeting where I showed up with all my work on a USB drive, HR pulled me in because an anonymous concern was raised about me hiding my work from my colleagues, and they tried to write me up. Anonymous concern. Oh my God. Katie must have known something like this was coming because she handled it and BCC'd me on all her correspondence with HR and the executive team, outlining her concerns about the CEO's and HR's behavior regarding the DNA results, and that she believes someone was remotely accessing my work computer to delete things. The company VP was horrified. Up until that, I didn't know C bro wasn't the owner of the company. So oh, CEO is not the owner. He's just like, okay, he just like running. He's dude. just a yeah. manager. Katie and I had a call with the VP that day who assured me that the owners were being made aware of the situation and that my job was not in jeopardy. Whoa. That's good. But then the fan. Oh, God. <laughs> it always does. CEO bro's mom contacted dad on the home front as all of this was happening at work. I won't get into what was said, but the gist is dad was set up as an unwitting donor for a childless couple. The Monday after dad spoke to CEO bro's mother, I was walking through the lobby when HR literally ambushed me and loudly fired me in front of a client and 20 of my colleagues. Oh my God. Security then escorted me out in front of my friends and colleagues who had no idea what was happening. Oh. So that was pretty dark and humiliating. Katie stopped me on the way to my car and brought me back in for a video call with her, the VP, and the owners of the company. I explained everything that had happened since I got my DNA results back, the nepotism training and everything. And what do you think the company did, John? Bro, I pray that they were like, nah, you're, you're, you're straight. You're good. Good, you're clear. Yep. I was unfired, hey. but asked to turn in my badge as both the CEO bro and I were suspended pending a full investigation by the owners and their lawyer. OP suspended? You well, didn't do anything. I was suspended with pay which HR vehemently protested against. The suspension lasted a week, and I had planned to spend that time looking for another job, but I just didn't have time. Bro, to HR, literally the CEO's like cronies. They're I like, know. like his army just it's like, yes, 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 master. I will do your bidding. Okay, actually, there is some, some tea on that. CE bro did not return after the suspension. I was offered my oh. job back within an apology, but I opted not to go back either and oh. have been freelancing and taking some much-needed downtime as this huh. last month sucked. <laughs> yeah. I did accept a generous severance package, so there at least they tried to do the right thing. In all of this, I have to say the people I resent the most in the situation were the two goblin HR reps <laughs> who knew they were doing the wrong thing every step of the way and openly enjoyed the drama of it all. That you're supposed to be in HR like the opposite of that. I know. Rumors have reached me that both the people in HR are connected with Seabro in some way, like former colleague friends or exes or something. I wish them the future they deserve. <laughs> so, John... Is OP the a-hole? Is CE bro the a-hole? Are the HR reps the a-hole? Pass your judgment now. But before John passes judgments, I want to know what you guys think. What would you do in this situation? And who's the a-hole? OP, not the a-hole. CE bro, definitely the a-hole. HR, the craziest a-holes. They just took this, these marching orders and just like went for Did it. it. I hate that. 
I know, I know. Where's your spine, sir? My childhood bully asked me out, and I know exactly what I'm gonna do. I, 27 male, was heavily bullied since the beginning of kindergarten until the end me? of middle school when I transferred to a different town. My classroom had 15 children, me excluded. Out of these 15, seven of them used to bully me constantly, and the other eight simply ignored what was happening. Not doing is part of the problem. Out of the seven bullies, four did some particularly heavy I will call them the B team. You can guess what B stands for. Bodacious. Beautiful. Bitch lasagna. While the other three did some random lighter things like throwing paper scraps at me, stealing pencils like that. I'll call them C teams for correctly not going too far. Basically the activist followers for B team. What the B team did to me scarred me for life and I had to go to therapy to deal with it. If I met them today, I would make them pay for everything oh. that they did to me. My hatred for C-Team, not nearly as big, but still vivid. Until last year, I couldn't bring myself to forgive anybody in that classroom, both teachers and students, for doing nothing to help me when B-Team was tormenting me. I got bullied mercilessly in middle school. They literally bullied this man for having a six-pack, which I... I don't understand yeah, how that vagina is. Stomach. I got made I, fun of also for uh, eating salad and they made a whole rap about me called salad boy. Ugh. So middle school bullying sucks. Yes. So last year though, my hatred started to fade following some serious events in my life. Sorry, I won't share those events. When I transferred, I swore to myself I would never go back to that town or talk to them anymore. Despite that, my past has found ways to follow me. I work in a pub, not sure if that is the right term in English, part-time, twice a week, and around six months ago, I met Nina, 27 female. Ooh. Nina was one of the three bullies of the C-team, and while I have forgiven them now, it doesn't mean I want to have anything to do with her, so I try to stay professional and act if nothing was wrong. Anyway, physically, she hasn't changed much. I mean, she has grown up since middle school, obviously, but I, I can so. still recognize her. The same cannot be said about me. In middle school, I was fat, white like snow, and had light brown hair. Well, now I'm fit, my skin is a bit more pink, and my hair is dark in the last few years. When some of my friends look at my old photos, they struggle to even recognize me. We didn't talk for long as I was working and she initially didn't recognize me. But when one of my colleagues called me to ask something, she connected the dots. Uh-oh. What do you think she's thinking, John? I think she's thinking, you got bullied into perfection, Poppy. Mm -hmm. That six pack is six pack, big daddy-o. Once she recognized me, her demeanor changed drastically and she got out pretty soon. She came back a couple of times in the following months and she was quite shy towards me whenever we interacted. A few weeks ago, she got mildly drunk and she started sobbing and ranting about what a crappy person she was in the past and how her life is utter shit. And I didn't pay it much attention. I simply stopped serving her alcohol and gave her some water. But at some point she grabbed my hand while I was taking away one of the empty glasses. Uh -oh. And she said, it's free real estate. I'm sorry. Okay. I have to say, it felt weirdly good. Ooh. All right, but what do you think OP's next move is? I think he lays it down. He's like, hey, sweet mama, <laughs> you forgiven, but you ain't got to forgive me. You got to forgive him because I'm him. Don't say forgive me, father, for I have sinned. 
Uh-oh. say, sorry, daddy, I've been a bad girl. Oh, God. <laughs> Apologize to these nuts. She didn't come back in the following weeks, but a few days later, she texted me on social media, apologizing profusely for whatever she did while drunk. And then she suddenly asked me out. Oh. At the time, I was evidently too stupid or too tired to understand clues and didn't understand it was meant to be a date. She asked me out for coffee, and I thought she simply wanted to apologize in person or talk about the past in a more sober state. I realized my mistake yesterday when I talked about it with a friend, and now I'm torn on what to do. On one side, what Nina did in the past has greatly conditioned me, and I can't simply forget about it. On the other hand, she really seems apologetic, and she seems to have changed. It's been 15 years. Should I give her a chance? So, John, should OP dick down or get her the f*** out of here? Looking at it objectively in a vacuum, if you don't feel attracted to the person she is today, then then maybe not. Yeah. I don't think OP is the a-hole either way. Like, I think no, he's no, been no, super, no. super nice and, and kind. So... Basically, OP, if you're in there, go for it. I'm curious, and, and to all of you all, is not only OP the a-hole, is the, the woman the a-hole? Is it kind of like maybe crossing a line to try to start, like, something. start something when you know you hurt him yeah. in the past? I mean, I feel like... Let us know in the comments. Please. We want to hear from you. And if you've ever been in this situation where your childhood bully has Ooh. tried to get up on Ninja, uh, let us know. Yep. Uh, but Sam... I'm going to get up on in another story for you. Please do. I left my cheating ex to wither away on top of a mountain, but I didn't realize what would happen to him. So this was actually submitted by one of our very own fans on r slash OKOP show on our subreddit. Submit your stories there if you haven't already. This one is from throwaway feel bad 20. So my ex cheated on me and I took him to the top of a high mountain. I broke up with him and left him destitute without a ride home. Now I've been on Reddit for a while, but I've never had anything noteworthy to post. So I'm excited to post this up despite it being a crappy time in my life. The best stories come from the crappiest times. This is literally true. This just happened a few hours ago, so I still have a bunch of adrenaline. So I, female 20, have been dating this guy, male 22, for a little bit over a year now, and it's been nice even though we've had our differences. I love to work out. By that, I mean run up and down 14ers in my free time. I guess that's like 14,000 feet. And my boyfriend's always been sort of lazy and And out of shape. (laughs) He's just a fat blob. Yo, it sounds like you've settled, OP. (laughs) But he's still easy on the eyes, so it's never been much of an issue. Recently, though, my girlfriend was at a bar with some mutual friends and coincidentally and luckily saw him out with the boys, as he said he would be. But but his ex was sitting there with him along with some other girls. She figured that they just ran into each other. He's never done anything suspicious before, but I guess I've been a bit too trusting. Mm. That's so sad when you have to say I've been a bit too, too trusting. trusting. Yeah. Uh, uh. She said she kind of looked over there occasionally, but decided to text me when they were a little bit too close. Damn, bro. Also, sick of OP to have friends that are like just like spying looking out for, out for her. her. Yeah, yeah, looking out for her. Yeah. <laughs> I see activity. At this point, I realized I hadn't been paying much attention to his behavior. I was preoccupied with college, work, and everything just fell into place. And I realized that he was most definitely hooking up with his ex. Ding, ding, ding. You are the winner. You have just found out that your boyfriend is cheating on you. 
So my boyfriend would always stay out late. He would ignore my texts and calls for hours, hung out with his friends, but never invited me. And has always been ridiculously protective of his phone, saying that he wants to live his own life Yo. and it's private, which I should have called him out on, but I was too naive, I guess. That's kind of like when you're ridiculously sensitive about your phone, like you're hiding something. The jig is up. Red flag. If your partner is not letting you see their phone, red flag. Facts. Anyways, he got home way late, like 3 a.m., and I hadn't heard anything from my friend or him. Yikes. But I had been staying up plotting my revenge. I like this. I like where this is going. I love revenge. Because a breakup over this type of thing is not enough. We must serve justice. He must be racked and tortured till he tells the whole truth of this outrage. Yes. So he may seek his gain where his gain is his to get. Withering. Not trying to grasp it everywhere. Withering with his last gasp of air saying, please show mercy. Now, I demanded that he give me his phone when he got home and he refused. So I straight up said, then pack your crap and leave. He's not in the contract. And has just been staying with me and my roommate and giving me rent since COVID started. I guess he didn't realize I would actually say something like that. I've always been super gushy around him. <laughs> Clearly, I would never be the one to break us up. Now, he gave me his phone and I didn't know where to start, but eventually found a messaging app I'd never heard of. And sure enough, when I opened it, the first name to pop up was his ex. Yikes. Busted. Yikes. Turns out that they met almost every weekend for drinks or a restaurant and most definitely hooked up afterwards, as well as sent some pics to each other. I was pissed. pissed. But... Already had some petty revenge plans. Ooh, I like where this is going. He said the classic stuff like, I can be better. I never meant to hurt you. I'm so sorry. You've been nothing but good to me. And the infamous, I can change. I swear I, I can could change. change. I had been waiting for that. So I said, <laughs> prove it come on my hike with me tomorrow show me that you can change your ways and do something i like for once i'm fairly manipulative <laughs> oops i just have these quirky tendencies like murder i have been trying to hit a 14er that's a 14,000 foot plus mountain for those who don't live in colorado yo, yo, the scariest psychopaths are the ones that could actually like strangle you and run up a mountain to get away from the police <laughs> literally <laughs> It was on a weekend since the season started, and I've been fairly successful, only missing one week so far. I had been planning to finally do Long's Peak, but he would definitely not have made it up to the top, so we did an easier one instead. Hiking up, he was a little so we stopped about every 30 minutes for him, making it a very boring eight-hour trip to the top. Eight hours? <laughs> He was definitely trying to be nicer and sweeter than he has been, but it was just kind of pathetic at this point. I already knew I'd never take back a cheater. <laughs> I took some obligatory pictures since this is still a hike I'd never done before. And this is the last that anyone would ever see this man. And then I gave him a sweet succulent kiss because God dang those lips still. And I whispered sweetly into his little ear. We are officially over. Bro. 
brutal. And then I turned around to start my jog down. He was exhausted and couldn't keep up for long once we hit the trail again. But he started saying a bunch of stuff that I mostly tuned out. But I heard him say, slow down. You're going to have to wait in the car. Bitch. <laughs> to which I said, just call a friend or better yet, your ex. Oh, she knows. She knows your dirty little secret. I'm writing this in the car right now. And since I don't have the reception, hopefully it'll reach Reddit while I go home. It was a pretty long hike, so I doubt he'll be home for a while. (laughs) Oh, my God. It gets dark. He has no idea where he is. I need to know what you all think. Please tell us in the comments. Was OP the a hole or not? I think this one's more debatable. He would survive. He's got all he He can walk down the eight hours, you know. And he's a cheater. And he's a dirty cheater who's cheating with his ex. I don't feel that bad for him. I say leave leave his lard ass on top of the mountain. You know, I think I might disagree with you here. I how safe is it really to abandon someone on a 14,000 foot mountain alone who is like unfit and t- what we can all assume unknowledgeable of the terrain and like nature experience? <laughs> dumb. Yeah. Did my parents steal six figures of my inheritance? Okay, fine. I'll sue you for everything you've got. Be a sociopath. Just ruin the relationship he has with his parents. So my great aunt set up savings accounts for all of her female relatives. In our culture education for women is not really valued and she thought that that was bs so my great aunt lived with her father in london where she was education she went on to attend university and became a doctor oh shout out great aunt yo also shout out great auntie for like just saying like effort to the system (laughs) and you know learning from the schools anyway now my great auntie married a british man they moved to america and had a great life together she, my great auntie, funded the education of as many of her nieces and grandnieces as she possibly could. That's so fucking badass. Giving it back, man. That's huge. That's what generational wealth. Hey, That's yo. That's the key. My parents managed to access the accounts that were set up for my sister and myself. Ah, uh, no. Wait, the parents that are kind of like bigots and don't want their kids to learn. Yes. G- give me uh, wh- what do you think they they used it for? What do I think they used it for? Yeah, I'm thinking guess. Of a red Bugatti. Ooh, that's a good guess. Or maybe like a maybe like couples massages every day. Maybe they used it to buy uh, equipment like like recording equipment to right. start a uh, forty plus OnlyFans. <laughs> wow, they used it to pay for my brother's entire wedding, and those aren't cheap. Those aren't cheap. Now, my sister didn't care about this because she got married two years out of high school and had no intention of going to college, which I would still be pissed. But when I graduated high school, I went to the bank to get some money for school and it was almost entirely gone. There was only $13,000 left. I asked my parents about it and they said that they had needed the money for the wedding. Bro, what? (laughs) When I finally found out where the money went, I got furious. 
I would. I, I don't care where the money went. I <laughs> I would just be furious that yeah, it'd be that gone. gone. Yeah, right. I ended up getting student loans and moving out. No way. From from literally like definitely her her education would have been like almost certainly covered. Oh, easy. From that to like all right now I got to get student loans and like well I mean it's a bunch of bullshit, dude. It's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. My God. Now I am a great source of shame to my parents, but. I don't give two Fs. Everyone, please comment shame in the yeah. comment. Comment shame, shame, shame in the comment shame, so we shame. can just shame, shame yes. over these freaking parents. So I am currently suing my parents for the money that was left for me. My entire family is against me. They all think that I'm a complete a-hole for airing private family business in public. It became unprivate when you stole my money. So my family says that I'm putting money ahead of the family. My friends are all on my side. We're on your side too, OP. But they don't really get my culture and neither do I, to be honest. I want to know what the culture thing is. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. Now, my brother called me up and offered to pay for my university if I dropped the lawsuit. Okay. What do you think? Would you would you would take I drop that the deal? Lawsuit? Um I mean I can't want I just I can't imagine suing my parents. That's <laughs> yeah, kinda hard, right? I, like that's like but like <laughs> They they also haven't stolen like almost a hundred grand right, from me. Right. Probably yes. Yeah. Because only bad things can happen if you can continue. Maybe you can't pay it all back, but like you should help me out with school. I agreed as long as we had a legally binding contract. Now my brother said that I was being an a hole for not trusting him. <laughs> oh, oh! I wonder why I'm not trusting you. I said that he should not have accepted my money for his wedding. Yeah. Yes. It is causing all kinds of embarrassment in our community. I am somewhat ashamed to be doing this, but I don't want to have this debt that I should not have. <sighs> Ladies wow. and gentlemen, we need to know. We need to know. Yeah. Like, what you think. What should OP do in this scenario? What should OP do? Please tell us what you think, uh, Sam. Opie is entitled to that money for yes, sure. Yes. I'd say to the brother, hey, sign contract of you paying me back or I'm going to continue with the suit because I don't want to be in debt. I'm not going to change my life plan to suit you because you stole from me. Ridiculous. 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 If brother... Don't sign contract. Sue the fuck out of your parents. There it is. Am I the a-hole for stealing my sister-in-law's wallet? I was just borrowing it. Just borrowing it. Just borrowing it. My female 28, sister-in-law Amy, female 26, always comes to visit from out of town. She stays with us instead of a hotel and always wants to go to expensive restaurants. She always conveniently forgets her wallet or comes up with some excuse as to why she can't pay her share. Out of a stomachache, I I couldn't possibly pay. I worked out so hard at the gym that I cannot bear to lift my wrist. She has implied that since I make so much more money than her, I should be the one to pay. No, not my husband should pay, but me specifically. I do make a fair amount of money, but not so much that I can treat someone every time they come into town. Nonetheless, in the past, I've just paid the bill and asked her to pay me back. She never has. Nice. Oh, yeah. I'll Venmo you. She made a reservation at an extremely expensive restaurant last night. And before we left, I made it very, very clear I would not be paying her bill. This, though, is where I might 
of being an asshole. And I'll admit, I got this move straight from the episode of Two and a Half Men. As we were leaving, her and my husband went to the car. I pretended to forget something and went back inside. I found her wallet sitting right on top of her suitcase. Well, would you look at that? Ah, conveniently forgotten. Oh my goodness. I put it in my purse and we went to the restaurant. When we were done eating, I asked for separate bills. She said, we need one bill because, oh, honey, I can't believe it, but I seem to have forgotten my wallet. Oh, no. Oh, no. The humanity. Amnesia strikes again. Oh, I reached into my purse. Do you mean this wallet? Mike freaking drop on that one, baby. For real. She was extremely furious. She said I should not have touched and grabbed her wallet. Honestly, OP is doing a good thing by just helping her remember a thing that she e- had exactly, forgot. You know, imagine, oh, you know, I, I left uh, I left my textbook at the house or yeah. whatever. Imagine someone's like, here you go. Oh, oh thank, thank you. I have it. Wow. wow. I'm generous. Am I the a-hole for stealing her wallet? I want to know what all of you think. Let us know what you would do in the comments. You know, uh, what kind of uh, WWE wallet smackdown would you do? World Wallet Entertainment. Oh, don't worry. I got it. Pull out the wallet like super obvious. Pull out the card. like it, sh- She's got it. She's going to pay. Yeah. I ruined my best friend's wedding by helping him propose. Here's why. Usually when you help your friend propose, that's a good thing? Usually it is, but John, the other question is, is this written by an AI or a human? Seems plausible, so I'm going to go human. I had the worst luck yesterday. My best friend had confided in me that he was planning to propose to his girlfriend, and he asked me to capture the moment on my phone. I was honored to be part of such a special moment and excited to document it for him. We arrived at a beautiful beach, and everything was going according to plan. My best friend got down on one knee and asked his girlfriend to marry him. I pulled out my phone and started snapping pictures and recording some video. But... As I was taking the photos, I noticed something on my phone. It was running low on storage. I had forgotten to clear out some old photos and videos, and now I had barely any room left. I was worried that my phone might run out of storage before I could capture the whole proposal, so I started frantically deleting some old files to make room, but it was too late. My phone ran out of storage just as my best friend's girlfriend said yes. Oh, that is terrible. Right at the moment, I was devastated. I had let my best friend down and missed out on capturing such an important moment in his life. I felt terrible and didn't know how to make it up to him. In a moment of desperation, I decided to try to recreate the proposal photos with Photoshop. (laughs) I figured that I could just show my best friend some pictures of the moment and it might make up for the fact that I had missed the actual proposal. I mean... No, but maybe man's a wizard with Photoshop. Maybe, maybe. maybe. But things only got worse from there. My best friend saw the fake photos and instantly knew they were fake and was furious. Oh, no. He accused me of trying to manipulate and deceive him. And he said that our friendship was over. Oh, I was heartbroken. I had only meant to try and make things right, but instead I had made things even worse. I realized that honesty is always the best policy and that sometimes it's better to admit our mistakes rather than try to cover them up. I apologized to my best friend and begged for his forgiveness, but he wouldn't hear it. He was too hurt and angry to consider forgiving me. And he said that our friendship was over for good. I was devastated. Losing my best friend was one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. And I learned the hard way that our actions have consequences. And sometimes 
it's too late to make things right. Shouldn't have done the fake photo, but like he was just caught up. It was just, it, it just happened to him. But John, there's an update. Oh, snap. I wanted to provide an update to my previous story. After my best friend found out about the fake proposal photos I had created in Photoshop, he was furious and the friendship was over. I was heartbroken and apologized to him, but he wouldn't hear it. And things have only gotten worse since then. My best friend's family found out about the fake photos and they've been calling and texting me nonstop angry about what I did. They're saying that I'm an awful person and that I don't deserve to be friends with their son. I don't know what to do. I feel terrible about what happened and I want to restore my friendship with my best friend, but I also don't want to deal with the constant criticism and judgment from his family. Should I try to keep making things right or just end the friendship and move on? Give, give it the old college effort. Give it one more try mm-hmm. to see if it works. But uh, this is a tough situation. It might, you, situation. You, might, you, might be, you might be out of luck, son. But real question, John, AI or human? I still think this is plausible. So I'm going to go human. AI. Damn. Karen's claiming she owns this house, but there's only one problem. I own it. So should I call the cops? So I am a 14 year old male and my family recently moved into a house in a new estate. Oh, you know, what's fancy when it's not a house. It's an estate. Where do you keep the horses, papa? (laughs) This estate had a park that was massive. My house is on the main road of the estate and its garage is on the other side on another road and we are close to the park about two months ago they hosted an opening ceremony for the park a lot of people came people from the surrounding areas came as well me my brother and my parents left our house and walked down to the park due to all the traffic there were people to manage it okay so I, I'm, I'm a little confused does op own this park too <laughs> dang op is op is actually vanderbilt in disguise yeah, yeah bro he's like elon musk i'm one just of like, a regular like joe kids. Buying my estate. Once we get there, we see a car parked in our driveway. My dad is a calm, sick surfer dude, but he doesn't like stuff like this, like parked cars. Oh, God. Me and my brother, 18 years old, go up to one of the workers and tell him that the car in there wasn't ours and we don't want it there. <laughs> Waka, remove this vehicle from the premises. Excuse me, Jeeves. This is blocking my walking path. The worker tells us he saw the people parked there and kind of remembers what they look like. We tell him that it would be good if they <laughs> sound like a mob boss. We tell him that it would be good if uh, they got that car moved. Hey, take care of it, Jeeves. Yeah, by we, any we, means we'll, necessary. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of it. We wouldn't want nothing to, to happen to that guy. It would be a shame if uh, someone were to remove it from the premises. About 20 minutes later, we see him walking up to the car with a lady and her son who looked about to be nine. Uh-oh. <laughs> OP is literally like just dunking on this pregnant mother, <laughs> freaking like <laughs> getting this Toyota Camry impounded while it's parked on his 20 million. <laughs> Oh my god, really though. She walks up there and we see her starting to get angry. Naturally. We walk walk up to see what's happening. This is the conversation that happened. Karen. Oh, I don't understand why you want me to move my car. I live here. In the park? (laughs) I'm homeless. Please don't make me move. Worker. Well, they say that you don't, and I don't see why they would bring this issue here unless it was true. 
Karen, um, they're clearly lying. I live here. My brother. Ma'am, please. I live here and even have the keys to the house. Please move your car. Karen, bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. I have lived here for one year and have watched this park be built. <laughs> Our house was finished five months prior to this. Our estate. It could never be. My brother. Okay, then. Then what two cars are inside the garage, then? Karen. A Volkswagen and a Mazda. <laughs> My brother. <laughs> no, it's a Bugatti and a Rolls Royce. Yeah. You poor ass. No, I'm kidding. It's an agenda and a Hyundai, but still. Wow. So, so humble. We are men of the earth. Karen. That's not true. I'll open the garage and show you. <laughs> As she scuffles through her handbag, my brother opens the garage. <gasps> my brother. There. That's the evidence. Gamble, and you gamble, can gamble. see that the Karen is lying. <gasps> Worker. It is clearly not your house. Karen. Please move along. She gets in her car and leaves while looking angry. We didn't think to call the cops because nothing major happened, but it was funny to see her lying ass, <laughs> her lying poor ass, get proven wrong. Yeah. First of all, John, is OP the a-hole for kicking Karen out of the park he You owns? know what? Let me think about it for a second. I want to know what you second. think. Uh, guys, put in the comments, what do you think of OP? I know we painted him kind of as an asshole yeah. because to us, he kind of sounds like a rich John, what do you think? I'm going to I'm gonna give it to Karen. What I love is the delicious audacity to not only be like, first, I live here. Second, yeah. I know, I what know what's in the garage. Yeah. Third, I'm just guessing. Let me, let me open it. Like, you don't have it. Uh, Nah, she got her bluff called justice. Yes. Speaking of justice. Oh, I, yeah. I got a sweet just story for you. All right. Let's see. It. I don't care if it's emotional abuse. I will destroy my daughter's bedroom door. Am I the a-hole? So I, 40 female, have three kids. Maggie, 14 female, Levi, 12 male, and Charles, 10 male. Levi and Charlie share a bedroom and Maggie has her own room as the eldest and my only girl. Mm -hmm. Living, living large over there. Big all on your road. Maggie's a great kid. She does her homework, helps with chores without too much complaint, doesn't bug her brothers too much. The issue is that she will not stop slamming her bedroom door. That sounds like such a mom thing. Yeah. Like, like sometimes I'll close the door and it'll be a little loud, you know, like sweetheart, please stop slamming please. your door. Uh, can you please stop slamming it? I'm like, mom, I'm just closing my door. And she's like, excuse me. Don't talk back to me. When she gets up to use the bathroom at night, she slams her bedroom door on her way out and back in on purpose. Oh. She wants everyone to hear her poops. That's right. Hair stinkiness. Yeah. Without a care in the world. When she gets up in the morning or goes to bed at night, she slams it. Pretty much any time she enters or exits her room, the door gets slammed. And it's only her door. None of the other doors in the house do this. Maybe it's the door. You ever thought about that? Mom! Maybe you gotta maybe you gotta fix your door. Maybe you gotta put pads on the door. Wow, mom. Wait, wait to gaslight me. Yeah. Wait to gaslight my door. Come on. No, no, no. Actually shakes the walls and frequently wakes up everyone else in the house. Dude, she's like a power lifter. She's like, no, 
Her brother's room shares the wall with hers and our bedroom is directly above theirs. We talked to her about it and asked her very politely to please be more mindful about it because it's disturbing the rest of us, but it's in one ear and out the other. Teenagers, what are you going to do? What are you going to do except maybe you sleep up, except you wake up with a doorknob in your bed. Now, we tried being more forceful about it, saying that if she wants to continue to slam her door, there will be consequences. Do you think she's doing this on purpose? Like, she can't be. Or like, is she like secretly angry? I don't I feel 50-50, I, I think. Uh-huh. I think she might be. That's I could see that being a little thing. Um, still, nothing changes. It all came to a head the other night when she got up to use the bathroom and all four of us were woken up by the slamming. I have to be up at 5 a.m. for work and I'd had enough of them and I've had uh, I have to be up at 5 a.m. for work and I'd had enough of broken sleep. So I came downstairs and knocked on her door. She opened it and said, what? Mom, I'm going to sleep. She said it with such attitude. It took a lot of self-control not to start yelling at her. I told her as calmly as I could that if she slammed that door one more time, she was going to come home and find it gone. Dang. Ooh, pulling out the big guns yeah, over here. Yeah, replace it with some fancy beads or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a mystical garden, yeah. mama. <laughs> come on, Foxy mama. She proceeded to yell at me to leave her alone and then slammed it. Leave me alone, mom. Then she slammed it five times in a row as hard as she could. That's a teenager thing to do. Dude, that's that's like, oh, you don't like when I slam this door? You don't like that? Oh, mom. Well, the next day, Friday. She went to school and my husband and I both had the day off. So we took the door off the frame Man, actually did it. and installed a curtain rod and a nice heavy curtain over the door instead. I love how she's like dressing up this curtain. Like, oh, it's a nice velvet, deep daylight soundproofing, soundproof yeah. velvet mm, curtain. Delicious. The color complements the room. So top well. of the line, mm. she came home and freaked the F out. She said that we're being emotionally abusive. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. And and taking away her right to privacy. You're abusive of that door, baby. Oh, goodness. She'd be abusing that door for way too mm, long. Not in the that fun door way. has had enough. <laughs> Stop it. She sulked all weekend and won't talk to us now. My mother says that I'm the a-hole because I overreacted, but she doesn't have to deal with the house shaking. Um, I love how her own mom is like getting yeah. into the just a just a mom yeah, on mom multi-generational right yeah. uh, problem solving here yeah i want to add that we completely respect each other's privacy in our house which is why we hung up a heavy curtain and made sure that the we couldn't see through very it around heavy. it yes yeah, so oh you got just this freaking just two tons she can still train for the door to closing olympics with that curtain don't you worry oh it's like it's like you know the rope exercise it's just <laughs> we even put little velcro pieces on the wall so the curtain can stay in place. She still has her physical privacy, which she is absolutely entitled, but she can't slam a piece of fabric. We also never and still don't just go into a room unannounced and we still knock on the wall to ask permission to enter. We've told her that we'll happily put her door back once she agrees to respect the no slamming rule. Edit to add, the curtain is an industrial type that blocks sound and light. It's probably like the one that we have here. The curtain is only meant as a temporary measure. As soon as she agrees to stop slamming and be respectful of the shared space, we'll put it right back 
on and the door isn't broken or malfunctioning in any way. There's just no draft causing it to swing shut. So, so call 1-800-GURDON and order for three easy payments of $19.99 so your house is slam free. Like, yeah. I, I want to know what everyone else would think yeah. to put it in yeah. the comments, but like, I feel like just get like some foam to stop the or something to make. That's my question. Like there must be it's besides ru- like removing the whole door. There must be a way to like make the door a little softer upon close. Then there's probably a reason like 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 get to the source. Like why? Like what's what is wrong that you feel the need to slam all these doors? I don't give an f about your daughter. She's worthless compared to my miracle baby. I want her kicked out of the wedding. Boning on a daily basis. Until wow. Something comes of it. What about what? How about think about the children? You know Boning? Miracle? Really? Get it on the first try. Wow. You know, I don't care how many. It's not a miracle if you did it a hundred times, then it comes. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. My 27 female older brother and sister-in-law, both mid-30s, just welcomed their first child a year and a half ago after years of trying. Oh, years God. of raw dogging. Oh, Until the skin on his member is teared from his flesh. Oh, sheesh. After many failed attempts, Sister Lot was told that she wouldn't be able to conceive due to a medical condition she had. Then they finally got pregnant. Hey! Some miracle, baby. Since having my niece, the baby has been the center of attention at every family gathering since she's been born. Birthdays, weddings, oh. family get-togethers, you name it, she's the center of it. Oh my God. Now don't get me wrong. I L-O-V-E, love my niece. But can be but but it can be a little too much when my sister-in-law goes on and on how long they tried to conceive, how many positions they tried, oh, how deep her husband thrusted inside of her. I call this one the miracle maker. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, baby. It was getting sauce. Make a miracle, there. baby. Call me a cream-filled donut. <laughs> Because, man, it was like uh, the semen sea in there. And they talk about how long they tried to conceive, complications they've had, miscarriages, etc. Like a little too much info. Many family members have commented on how it's a bit excessive. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. But no one has said anything because they don't want to sound like an entitled asshole. Mm. Anyway, I'm getting married in the spring and my brother and sister-in-law approached me last weekend about having my niece be the flower girl. Now, my fiance, 35 male, has two children, 10 male and six female from his previous marriage. His son is one of the groomsmen, while his daughter had asked to be our flower girl when we told them the news that we were getting married a year ago, as it's something she's always wanted to do. So, of course, we said yes, because they're nice people. So I explained this to my sister-in-law when she asked me about my niece. She asked if my stepdaughter can just carry my niece with her. And I'll just like a little pack. What would you say to that, John? <laughs> you know, you get your babies in the one end and your flowers in the other end. You, you got two uh... arms. <laughs> yeah, you got, you got two hands. You can hold two things. Wow, come on. Come on. I said, I don't think she'd be comfortable with that considering she's six. Then asked, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like have the baby carry a baby. Yeah. Why don't you? She then started going off about how my lack of effort to incorporate my niece is disgusting. And I should honor her in some way since I know how long and hard and steamy and sexy they had tried for my niece. Oh, God. Now, I may sound like an a-hole for doing this, but I kind of got fed up 
and snapped and said, incorporate my niece, how? By the time the wedding comes around, she'll be two years old. The entire family already knows your story and how long and hard and sexy and Ugh. deep you guys tried for her. What more do you expect me to do to honor her? She started crying. <laughs> And said that clearly, I don't love my one and only niece. Obviously. And I'm letting her down. I said, of course, I love my niece. Obviously, she's going to be involved in pictures and stuff. But I'm not going to let my stepdaughter down by giving my niece a role she's too young to remember anyway. That two-year-old's a blank slate. Hey, I come on. Shit. You, 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 don't, you don't know where AI's going and tap into those memories? Yeah, remember that little flower girl memory. Pull that out, chat GPT, when I was two. Also, she's not even the flower girl. She's being held by, by the, the like, flower girl. It's like a useless position. What role is that? Yeah, You're it's just a it's burdensome like, position. <laughs> Yay! I am flower girl. Well, now sister-in-law and my brother are pissed off with me for not letting my niece be flower girl and are running around telling the rest of the family, I don't love my niece. My mom had been trying to stay neutral, but thinks my stepdaughter would understand if I explained to her I need to give that role to my niece. I'm firm in my decision, and my fiance is thankful that I didn't let his daughter down. So, am I the a-hole for not allowing my niece to be the flower girl? People in the comments, let us know what you think right now, but John, give us your decision. You know, I think I think we gotta double down here. OP, let me tell you something. Tell your love is worthless. <laughs> I don't care who you found and how they make you feel. I care about this miracle baby and only the miracle. Much more interesting. Much more. So much more fascinating. Wow. Pounding it for years? Pounding for years. I mean, that is pretty fascinating that to me. That is. That is. What positions? Did you record it? Did you record the moment of reception? You know? Conception. So getting my my, <laughs> yeah. my, my weddings and miracle babies uh, mixed right. up. Definitely this woman is the a-hole. Like, I just, it's just, it just blows my mind how people can think like this. Oh, yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Well, you know what's insane? The story's over. Oh. See ya. Hey there, beautiful. You just reached the OKOP hotline. It's so hot. You got two big, fat, sexy thumbs. Big, sexy thumbs. You know what we want you to do with those thumbs? Stick those little piggies right to Spotify and slide them in OKOP's About section and rate five stars. Or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, God. You're going to make me comments on how many five-star reviews we received. Thanks, beautiful. 